The Ziggler Show comes from the legacy of Zig Ziggler and brings together personal and professional growth, business success, and faith. I'm your host, Kevin Miller. In this episode, we are wired to function off joy. This is what Sam Collier believes, that we are literally wired to function off of joy. And it's a significant statement from anyone, but to me, it's a little more intriguing coming from a pastor. I did not grow up hearing this message or witnessing such a spirit in the multitude of churches that I frequented. And hearing the way Sam puts it is infectious. Well, this is my habits episode And Sam shares from the profound to the interesting as we get into his love of movies and music, which I share, and I ask him to give us some specifics. But my focus was his focus on the importance of recreation and fun and laughter and his own medicine of what he says is laughing his way out of pain. He says the best leaders have fun and enjoy themselves. When they don't have fun, they get stuck in a serious world. People who don't have fun have a hard time having hope when things get rough. Well, it struck a chord with me, as you're going to hear in just a moment, because I have a tendency to be serious and production-oriented and purpose-driven and not giving any attention to fun and play and joy and the value of those things. Uh, He says, every decision you make every day determines your destiny. Choose wisely and don't underestimate the power of having a good time. You can connect with Sam, which you probably want to do after you hear this, and all he has to offer you at agreaterstory.org and find his podcast and book uh, by the same name. You can find the podcast wherever you get podcasts and the book, of course, wherever you get your book. So I'm going to bring Sam to you right after sharing some great products and services. All right, Sam, well, looking at the habits, I want to kick us off with asking you, what are the key habits, routines, the things that you don't hardly ever go a day, don't go long missing? If you have to, if you can't do them all, you're going to, you're going to rest in these. Number one is sleep. I sleep a lot. (laughs) How much? Literally. Uh, I mean, I think a, a short answer is long enough, right? As, as, as uh, until I am rested, I don't mind. Like if I need to take a day away, if I'm tired and I'm going, okay, I need to take a day away. Then I'll just sleep the whole day if I need to, to reboot. But you know, obviously depending on, um, I probably get an average of six hours a night, but Eight hours is what I try to shoot for. If I'm running, then I will break it up from, you know, four hours here to six hours here to two hour nap here. I mean, I'm just, I'm a sleeper. One, I don't, I don't do well if I don't, if I'm not rested. And so I try to get the rest as much as I can every single day. Like if I, I'm I'm getting a master's degree right now, along with the other stuff that I'm doing and if I have to write a paper and it's due that day or, but I'm super tired, I'm going to take a nap. Yeah. And even if I have to get it, you know, turn in the next day, I'll take five points off the paper, then miss some sleep because I, I know I'm not going to execute well. So sleep is really big. Um, I think another habit that's really big for me is um, hmm, watching movies. Okay. It's really big for me, not because I just love entertainment, <laughs> but because 
it gives me a moment to break away. I think recreation is so important. You need your moments where you can pull from things outside of work. It's a form of, I guess, a form of another rest uh, for me. But, but also I enjoy it. I think fun is very important in life. I think laughter is very important in life. Um, I think that having the ability to escape the reality that we're in is um, very important. And obviously, I think last but not least, Bible, right? I mean, I pray, I read, go to church, watch sermons, consume as much content as I can on podcasts from leadership to, but, but specific to uh, the faith. So. Yes. I mean, I'm glad to hear you say that about sleep. I'm so stoked that it's becoming more popular all the time. I mean, I, you know, cut my teeth in business back when it was, you know, I've learned to live on four hours of sleep a night. Right. uh, I I now wear a, a tracker and I average over eight hours of sleep a night. Come on, come oh, on. With no alarm clock, that's just uh, my body likes to, it, my, my body is done at 10 and it's ready to go at six. Uh, <laughs> generally, I, but you, you, watching movies, um, you know, that's interesting because yeah, it's not just, it, not just entertainment. Man, I love something that'll take me somewhere, especially if it has something redemptive, makes me feel something. Yeah. So I, I got to ask then, name in any few movies in, in recent times that you've seen that, I mean, that was a good one. I mean, I, I, I feel like I'm going to be, or you may, you may get some mail okay. on this first movie. That's all right. Harry Potter. Yeah. Every series. I mean, I, I, I have every movie and I think it's the story of redemption. The story of it's very Messiah like, uh-huh. In a sense, um, so it does kind of have like a little bit of a, a Christian. I don't want to say it's a Christian story, but it does mirror a little bit, kind of of that messianic um, kind of figure. Um, but also, I think the whole idea of good and evil. I love the storytelling. I love just the ability again to transcend. Mm-hmm. So Harry Potter is really big. It's very inspirational. Um, if a Harry Potter movie is on. I'm, I'm watching it. I mean, it just, it, uh, so that's one. Remember the Titans. Yeah. Huge, yep. huge movie for me. Yeah. Um, obviously even what we find ourselves in the world today, um, we can learn a couple things from remember the Titans, right. Yeah. Of just how to come together like never before. I love the unity aspect of it. I just think Disney makes great films in general. I love the art. Yep. I right. I mean, well, I'll watch um, anything Denzel Washington does. Come on. Can we just, I didn't want, I didn't say it. You said it, right? I, I mean, did, I did I'll, anything he does. I'm, I'm in. Right. I'm in. <laughs> so though, I, I, we'll, we'll just start with those. We'll start with those. So Bible, um, uh, Tell me, tell me more. How do you, because as we look at spiritual you know, input, everybody has their methodology. Uh, of how you take it in. Do, are you a, you know, flat out the Bible end of story, new King James version, the Hey Dude version, the, um, you know, any other, uh, do you read commentary on the Bible? Uh, how do you yeah. take it in? Well, I mean, I'm getting my master's in biblical leadership. I was going to ask. Okay. And so, Every day I'm reading something, but, but it has to deal with this master's. And it's actually one of the reasons I wanted to do it because I realized that I was not as regimented as I wanted to be 
um, in terms of where people have, oh, you got your quiet time from five to six in the morning, or you do this. And so I, I wanted to intentionally subject myself to a system that would um, force me to dive into the scriptures in a deeper way. I think outside of that system, honestly, I'm taking in the Bible and word I usually do in the car. Okay. It's weird, but as you do it in the car, um, as I'm riding, you've got your, you know, you have your spoken kind of Bible. Um, but then you also, I mean, the worship I'm listening. I can't tell you how many sermons I listen to a day. Wow. I just listen, but one, because I preach, I speak. So the art form, I'm studying the art form. I just happen to be learning about God at the same time. <laughs> so I, I like you know, the art. I, I'm not a good auditory. I know I do a podcast. I do multiples, but I'm not real good with auditory input. So I read. I did try while I was working out for a while, an audio or, or a Bible. And speaking of Denzel Washington, it was one where he was one of the voices. The Bible series. Is that it? Very yep. express, expressive. Um, that's the series. I, I remember when it was, um, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Roma Downey and Mark Burnett, creator of Survivor. Okay. They, um, Mark is now one of the uh, CEO, or not CEO, one of the executives at MGM out in LA, and they created the Bible series. Right. I just found the Bible experience. Yeah. So I listened to that for a good while. Talk about Bible experience. Bible experience. Bible yeah. experience. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. So, you look like you're a fit guy <laughs> that comes from habits and routines. What do you do? I'll be honest. Some of it's unfair. Me and my brother, we haven't the athletic, we have an athletic build. Yeah. So if I gain weight, it looks like I got muscles. <laughs> How goes to your biceps? That's beautiful. But I'm actually gaining weight. But I think with that, what I've actually started to do lately, especially cause you know, I'm on this book tour is I mean, I talk, it's funny because I talked to a uh, nutritionist, nutrition, nutritionist yeah. and a, um, a fitness coach a couple of days ago. And, and she gave me a routine that I was kind of already doing, but she just heightened it for me. She was like 30 minutes a day, 30 minutes a day, moving in some kind of way, lifting, cardio. What I was doing, I was doing about 40 minutes a night because I, I stay up. I sleep a lot, but I stay up late. Okay. So I'm sleeping in the morning. So people are just like, oh, you're missing out today. I'm like, no, I mean, I'm, uh, when you're asleep, I'm working, right? You know, so, you know, it kind of goes uh, both ways. But I work out, I mean, every night before I go to sleep, I'm doing an hour um, where I'm lifting and I'm running Car cardio, heavy cardio. So yeah. that's been recent. Um, aside from that, if I go too long without really formally working out, I, I have to, I have to do something. So I, that was my rhythm before. And now it's, you know, at least it's going to start being 30 minutes a day, even more. So, so you said diet, dietitian, what do you, you do anything specific nutritionally? Um, I try not to eat fast food as much. You know, I'm not a huge stickler for like, Oh, you know, counting calories and all, you yeah. know, I'm not that guy, but I am, you know, I, I think the biggest thing that describes me is moderation, moderation. Right. Moderation. So I, um, I try to be moderate in terms of what I'm eating. If I, if I notice I'm eating too many fried foods, I'm like, all right, I need to, I need to slow down. Right. I need to, at the same time, I can't eat grass all day. You know, I did. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to the, shout out to the vegans and the vegetarians out there. You, you, you've developed the palate, but I'm yeah. still getting it. 
Yeah, yeah. I fall on those lines, admittedly. All right, you talk about book tour. Uh, that can be, well, any, any travel obviously can be stressful on relationships. What do you do to keep those healthy amongst all you're doing? Wow. I was going to say this as a habit earlier when you asked about my three. One of them is carving out time for friends. Hmm. Friends have to have it. I'm not, a soup, I'm not a super big group guy. Where I, have to need, where I need to be in a group, but I am, um, I do need one-on-one personal time with, my, with some of my guys Yeah. Um, that get me, that know me. And you know, you're married, you're different than your spouse. You need to be around some people that are just like you every now and then, right? <laughs> where you're just like... <laughs> Okay, you, when I, I didn't have to say anything, you knew exactly what I was saying. I do, no, I want to expound on that, actually. We talked about, so I've got a group of guys. Well, I've met with a group of guys, uh, as long as I can remember. It's, you know, it changes and morphs a little bit. But just that we, we end up talking more frequently, it seems, on that, on the power, the necessity of the relationships outside, especially outside our marriage. Cause I think as we've gotten isolated in our culture, we end up looking at our spouse for everything and it's impossible. Yeah. She can't relate to me as a father, as a, uh, as a, as a, as a, um, all the man. Roles. She, she can't and, re- yeah. Uh, yeah. She I can't relate. You are. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I, but I, I appreciate you saying that, that, yeah, we need, I need guys. I need specifically men in my life that I can relate to in only a way that they can. I think it's such a danger when we don't have that because I think we by proxy try to find it out from our spouse and it's impossible. It puts them in a bad place. I totally agree with that. And I think one, I would say, you know, I I was speaking about her not being able to relate to the type of leader you are. I think all women can lead though. I want to say that (laughs) just in case as we move, my, my wife's a leader. She's got an organization. It's awesome. Um, yeah, man, it's, it's interesting because, you know, no one person is ever going to be able to fulfill everything you need. It's not happening. And especially when we talk about marriage, you have to have those spaces where you can get away instead of trying to force your spouse to be everything. It's like, baby, care about this as much as I care. It's like, I can't care about everything. You know, it's just like, they're like, for me, arts and crafts, I'm just never going to care about it. Like my wife does, but I'm also not going to try to get her to care about sports at the same level that I care about it at, um, or even music. And I'm a huge music head. So, and there are moments she goes with me and there, you know, but I'm, you know, when I'm nerding out, Hey, did you hear that? Hey, don't wait in the song. Okay. Wait, did you hear that bass line is coming in up? And she's like, baby, I really, I don't hear it. I don't, I don't hear the bass line. You know what I'm saying? So, but there are guys I can call and go, did you hear the bass? They're like, the bass line, the bass line. Like, I know, I know, I know. So, I all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to pick at you again on something. Music, uh, one of the greatest loves of my life. So who, who are you into lately? Can I ask that? Man, I just feel like you keep bringing up my habits. And I, you know, I'm like, oh, I should have said that. Music is everything. Um, who am I listening to lately? Wow. I mean, I, you know, I, I got to give you the Christian answer first. Okay. You know, uh, Hillsong for sure. Um, uh, 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 Travis Green. Um, there's a, a um, Molly Music is another guy. PJ Morton. We go. We're going more mainstream, but I think uh, you know there's an artist, and I hate to say it this way, but 
is an artist by the name of Brandy. And Brandy played Cinderella. She was like the first black Cinderella on Disney. And phenomenal artist, Grammy Award winning, incredible. And she's got a new record coming out. You know, the Backstreet Boys was making a comeback at one time. Did you know? Did you hear about this? Nope. The Backstreet Boys, they had a song, they had a video. I said, all right. You know, I, I was I was an everybody fan. You know, everybody rock your body kind of thing. You know, I was uh, saying. <laughs> yeah. So. All right. And what are your what are your classic go tos? Musically? Musically? Yeah. Woo. <sighs> I mean, is it possible for us to separate the artist from the art? Yes. Michael Jackson. Okay. okay. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, uh, Michael Jackson separated, you know, in terms of just as an artist. Yeah. Um, incredible. Um, I think, who else? Boys to Men, incredible. Um, we, we talked about Hillsong already. Um, Michael Buble. Oh, yeah. Christmas. Can we go, can we go Michael Buble Christmas for a second? Totally. There, I don't think Christmas is Christmas without his album. Okay, I can go with that. I just want to throw it out. I mean, and obviously without Jesus, in my opinion, but but not without Michael Bublé's album. I just so that's one. Donny Hathaway, huge. Um, Marvin Gaye, Temptations, you know, so on and so forth. So Stevie Wonder. Oh, how did I miss Stevie? Mm-hmm. How did I miss Stevie? He'll forgive you. He'll forgive. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. No, I like. I, I appreciate separating the art the the art from the artist I, I actually have some music that i like and i've you know my kids will start to tell me something about it i, I don't want to if it's anything negative don't tell i don't want to know I just, <laughs> I, i'm gonna appreciate their art i don't want anything to wreck uh from their personal life you are listening to the ziggler show and this habits episode with sam collier next i ask him about how he defines his roles professionally and vocationally we'll jump right back in after i share some great products and services with you you <laughs> you at this point are you have multiple roles. actually what it, when, when people you know the, the age old what do you do and of course you do lots of things but vocationally how do you answer that now yeah, I mean, the, the best way I've been able to say it is I'm, I'm an entrepreneur okay. and people have different um, examples and definitions of what that is. But I say that because I'm a business owner, I work for myself and within those businesses, I fulfill certain roles. So okay. professionally from the outside looking in, I wouldn't say that entrepreneur is in my bio. I would say my bio says speaker, host consultant, author, and, but all of those things are funneled under my own business mm-hmm. and my own, um, my own entities that I, that I personally own. So that's why I say I'm an entrepreneur because it's, it's just easier to explain. And then underneath that, I have certain roles that are front, that are front facing in the brand, but back behind closed doors, the, you know, the back end of everything is, is kind of framed up in an entrepreneurial way. Being at the place you are now, obviously with the book coming out uh, or this book coming out, how, how are you, what's kind of the guiding light to keep you where you think you need to be career and vocationally wise? I ask this a lot because people like you have lots of opportunities and it's easy yeah. to get involved in, in a lot of things. So the things that you're doing to 
uh, kind of the boundaries that you try to stay in your lanes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I tend to separate purpose um, and financial security from each other. Okay. Even though they are connected. I think, you know, obviously I give my formula in the book as it's out. I think it's out by now, by the time this comes out, a greater yeah. story. Yes. Um, but I give my formula for pur- for purpose kind of being, you know, financial, you know, provision, gifting, passion, all mixed together. So it does involve resource, but I, I tend to separate the idea of creating multiple streams of income and massive amounts of, let me not even say massive amounts, but just kind of wealth from purpose. I think provision has to be involved. I think you have to be able to sustain yourself in it. I think it's one of the indicators that you're in the right place, that there is resource around it. And, but now the management of those resources, to me, I separate. Um, And then even the growth of those resources. So I say all that to say, um, there are some things that I do uh, right now to keep, you know, keep the lights on, right? Like there are certain consulting things that I'm going to do that I I enjoy, but they don't fall necessarily in what I want to do for the long haul, but I'm really good at it. It makes sense. And it, and it can, you know, it's another stream of income. Um, I, I think for me, the North star, it does, it does come back to the idea of what breaks your heart. That question is what guides me every day. What breaks your heart? Well, and I know for me, what breaks my heart is people knowing their purpose and knowing who they are. That's what, and, and understanding how to actually build the vision that God has given them or the purpose they feel like they need to fulfill getting actually getting there. That's that specifically breaks my heart. And so that's my North star for everything. Everything I'm building is to move towards the ability to be able to just do that. And if you are hearing that from Sam for the first time, please pause or as soon as this is over, go listen to episode eight zero seven, where we go in depth with purpose uh, in a, a massively inspiring dialogue that I appreciate greatly. So you talked about managing resources. That's a great segue into financial finances. Uh, what do you do habits and routines, things to keep you where you want to be financially? Yeah. You know, I, you know, I've heard a lot of people say, um, it's not about how much you make. It's about how much you can keep. I've heard that. Um, I've also heard, um, Sometimes you need to turn the faucet a little bit faster and get more income coming in, you know, the whole debt to income ratio. Yeah. I think for me, I tend to subscribe to the latter. I definitely try to keep as much as I can from a savings perspective, but I spend more time on building revenue. I believe that becomes more of my focus than managing the one, the revenue I have. I do manage it 100%. Um, because I think that's important because if you don't manage it, you lose it. But I, I tend to really focus on offense rather than defense. I do play defense, but offense tends to be, you know, much more prevalent in terms of creating different streams of income, figuring out how to scale what I do have, moving things along um, in that way. So that, um, that's kind of how I, how I rock and roll. Yeah, me as well. I'm better at making it than 
keeping it uh, <laughs> historically. How about the, the personal? Uh, we usually end on that one. And you talked about a few things that you do, but personal, you'd mentioned the word fun. And I usually put that in there, you know, fun, play, self-care can come into yeah. that role. But the things that you do just for you that makes you a fuller, better, more inspired Sam. Fun is just so important, Kevin. It's everything. Tell me. If we don't have fun, we think that life is about or just about work. And without fun, it's hard to live. Fun, I mean, we, we've been wired to function off of joy. Hmm. That's how we've been wired. So I, in my opinion, I believe God made us the script, the and not to quote too much, I haven't quoted the scripture at all, but I'll quote one, that the joy of the Lord is our strength. Mm -hmm. The idea that joy is our strength. So for me, whenever I'm down, I'm turning on a comedy special. Hmm. And I'm going to laugh my way out of pain. <laughs> right? I mean, it, um, fun is so important. Me and my wife chase each other around the house as much as we can, <laughs> partially because I need more cardio. Oh, but absolutely. <laughs> on the other end, it's just, man, if we're not, you know, me and my wife get married, a principle was if we're not having fun, we're doing something wrong. Hmm. We're doing something wrong. So fun movies. I said that already, but that's my, that's my first go-to um, comedy shows um, and then outings with friends. Outings with friends. Fun. Tell me while I've got you here and we've talked about guys, how you have seen Fun, play, experiences, adventures, whatever. How do those play into the people you respect? Where have you seen that come in? Or, or I, could, I could just as well ask, where have you seen a, the void of that when people don't? Because obviously we're in a culture. I mean, you're in the church environment a lot, and you can get into that. You know, it's work, work, work. We serve. We give. Uh, you know, there's not a moment to lose and, and there's not much play. So you go with both sides, the good side of someone who invests in that and the harm of not. Yeah. I mean, I think every leader that's in my life now loves not just to have fun, but to enjoy themselves. You can see them in moments where they are very difficult um, or when things are very difficult or even pressure field, them going, stealing away and going, all right, let's all go over here. Let's all go out to eat. Let's all do this. Or when they accomplish something big, you know, there's a sense of celebration. Let's all go and, and, and rock out. And that's very, uh, that's, that's, that's very important. Um, because again, it gives you, it, it is what refills you. Life is not about accomplishing things, even though life um, involves that, you know, at the end of the day, life, it's about relationship, in my opinion, and obviously fulfilling the purpose that's on your life. But there's a large part of life that's just about relationship. Yeah. Um, and so if, if you make it about anything else, it can become hard to fully get the best out of you end up chasing the wrong goal. Yeah. Um, and so, I, you know, I, I, I think relationship and purpose, life is in that zone. And, you know, I love what Andy Stanley said. He said that the most important you, thing you may do may not be something you do, but someone you raise. Mm -hmm. So it just kind of brings back the idea of this is, you know, relationship is such a large part 
of our lives. And if we're not having fun, it can be easy to forget that. I think on the flip side, I've seen leaders when they don't have fun, they stay stuck in this, they, they're stuck in this serious world. And when there is darkness, it's hard to have hope. Mm-hmm. Because fun pulls you out of your current reality and into a new one. It gives you the ability to separate and to believe that there can be more and that this is not all it is. People that don't have fun have a hard time having hope when things get tough. Say that again. People who don't have fun have a hard time having hope when things get rough. I'm getting, I'm writing that down. That is good, man. And I'll tell you, it's what you just said. Leaders who get, uh, who don't have fun, get stuck in this serious world. That is a, I have to guard against that. I have to be intentional with fun and play because it doesn't come naturally. It's yeah. production, production. So, uh, Thank you. It's actually progressive and productive. <laughs> it, it, I'm, I'm learning. Thank you for confirming that. So, hey, I'll, I'll let you end on if you are talking to a crowd on the value of habits, routines, good habits, routines, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Counsel. Every decision you make every day determines your destiny. So choose wisely. Don't underestimate the power of having a good time, especially right now in the midst of a pandemic. Many of us need rest and we need to get out of the mundane and we need to take our eyes off of the TV sometimes that, is, that can be telling us that everything is headed downhill. Some of you need to separate and you need to get alone and you need to um, release some of the stress. Um, and you, and you, you need to have fun. And so whether that, whether that is doing it alone, you know, I, I tend to watch comedy alone or whether it is finding a crowd that you guys can go and just work together and play together. Don't ever underestimate it. It is, it is one of the biggest ways and one of the greatest ways that we find joy in the midst of pain. Sam, thank you. Dr. Miller. Thank you for the insight. (laughs) Honored to be here. And again, I always want to salute Zig as much as I can while I'm saluting you as you continue his legacy and even establish your own. Thank you, man. Uh, My honor. And I'll return the salute. Thank you for giving us the time to hear some behind the scenes. Thanks for delivering your art to us. I'm grateful, Sam. (laughs) Uh, Let me hit the right button. That's not it. You still there? Yeah. I, I don't know what I did here. I hit, hold on. There you are. Did I share my screen? (laughs) Sorry. I think I hit the wrong thing. There we go. Sam, uh, I love interviewing you. I love having, doing the show, uh, doing this with you. Uh, You are Hmm. just so you, if you haven't heard it before, your thoughtfulness with 
questions uh, and your uh, your dialogue is is so great. I have I, I talked to a lot of people, <laughs> and there are so many who any question is a open an open door to share their entire message for as long as as you'll give them, and the show is so much richer because of your thoughtfulness. You wow. answer the questions uh, and then you stop. And uh, I wish you, if you ever want to do a masterclass on how to give a good interview, I, I yeah, a, a lot of people, uh, big names could use it because uh makes for a good show. Thank you so much. Thanks for your, your insight. And you got my number, don't you, Kevin? I think you gave it to me. Yeah. Yeah. We texted yeah. each other. We sent a text. Bro, I, I love you, man. Seriously. I'm like, oh, I got, I, I'm with Kevin again. Thank God. You know, and I, I was just excited and I really was serious about us working together in the future, man. I, um, I would love to. I actually had your show. Of course, it hasn't published yet. I downloaded it on my computer. Uh, we just did a family trip and I wanted everybody to listen to it. And we just, you know, it was as often as half the things I want to do don't happen because it's just the, ah. the, the chaos and fun of doing whatever is spontaneous. But when it comes out, uh, I, I want them to uh, specifically on, well, because of, uh, I enjoyed our talk together so much. Yeah. I thought it was so rich, but you're the discussion on purpose and mm-hmm. race um, has been, uh, it's constant talk in in our home. And I wanted them to hear what you had to say. So I will do that. It'll come out Monday and I'll just have them listen to the podcast. That means the world, man. Um, but on what you said, I, I would, I will be thinking of ways to uh, do anything together. And I'll think of, uh, of other people too, who I would recommend you to be on their show. That would be great. Yeah. I'm just trying to, Okay. I mean, anything to help the book, I'm trying to do as much as I can. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, I will, I will, I will be doing that. And, uh, uh, in the, in the coming times, I'll shoot, shoot you a text. Uh, my team will be in contact with your team about this publishing, you know, this Monday and then the next Monday. And there's, you know, all the custom social media graphics that they do and send. And, yeah. and I'll repost it. Yeah. And yeah. And I'll, I post, they post it from my personal page, from the, podcast page and all that kind of stuff. So we do, we do a lot. Um, man, I didn't go and look how many times I'll have to go look. I'll, I'll send you a text or something. How many times are, how many views the Facebook live got? I forgot to look at that. Yeah, like 37,000. Oh, you saw. Okay. I looked, I looked, I looked. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I've been, I've been out of offline for yeah, the better part of 10 days. So I'm catching up now. Okay. okay. Okay, Sam, thank you. Uh, we'll get this thing out there. I am grateful to share you and your message, God through you, to the audience. Um, it's an honor. Good man, bro. Thank you. Such an honor for me. All right. Hey, I will. Talk soon. I'll be in touch. Yes. Blessings the rest of your day, Sam. Thank you, man. All right. All right bye. Well, I bet you're thinking about fun and play and joy and recreation in a new way with more value and thinking about how can you give that more priority? At least I am. Again, you can connect with Sam and all he has to offer you at agreaterstory.org. Find A Greater Story wherever you get your podcast and of course his new book, A Greater Story, wherever you get books. Coming up in episode 810, goals so big they scare you. Many of us have 
dreams and desires and goals we're uncomfortable with. We may have a hard time admitting we even want them. We may be ashamed to share them, or we may desire to have big goals, but can't tap into what we really want or care about to that degree. Well, this show talks on all those issues. I kick us off with a clip from Zig Ziglar on realistic expectations and the need to have big goals, which can seem at odds with each other, which is why I encourage you to listen to what Zig has to say. But from his message, I posted this question to the Ziegler Show audience. Who has a big goal? Maybe bigger than you honestly feel capable of. Maybe big enough you are not even comfortable sharing it publicly. Well, we got so many great responses that Tom and I uh, only got through about half of them. And it's so inspiring and informative to not only hear people admit their goals, but to admit their quandary and how to go after these goals that I think we're going to make it a two-part show. Uh, so it's powerful. You're going to get a lot out of it. Till then, folks, thank you as always for letting me walk with you as we inspire our true performance together. 